expecting him for him to call back. And he might call back. He might not call back. He might say, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do it. Oh, there he is. Look you it. know what? Look at I want. I want to do it. Sorry, I had to. I had to no, reset my phone. And no, see you're fine. Look at that. And you're I, on the island. I, see, I had to get good reception. Yeah. <laughs> good reception. Oh, but that's like what. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. It seems like everything seems to be working better now that I, I did that. So it's uh it's what makes this show unique, I think, because we do it live and like sometimes the guests like have things come up, you know what they're driving or they they messed up the time. It's real life and we're real humans. Things come up, we don't care. Like me and Vanessa don't care. Like you can't make it, great. You, we'll 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 get you back in type of thing and. I like it. I think it's fun. I think the fact that you just yeah. jumped in right there when I was saying, you know what? If he does, if he said fuck it, then fuck it. <laughs> I think it was great. No, I, I do apologize. I no, had uh, I'm, I'm, I had to uh, I had to stop on the island, and I had a, a friend show up and uh, give me some uh, boots and tights that I had to borrow for the weekend. So uh, wait, you're wearing know, boots now? A, well, no. I, it's just in case. Just uh, it's just in case that I need them. I've got some pl I've got some plain trunks and some plain knee pads and some plain boots for something interesting tomorrow. And I was met up at this establishment by uh, NWA star Rolando Freeman. Oh, friend of the show. Uh, so friend of the show. Yeah, so he we stopped. Had, we had. Yeah, he on. stopped by and let me borrow some. Let me borrow some gear. Uh, he's a great. He's a great human as well, too. Phenomenal. Uh, so you're That's here. Awesome. Yeah. You're here. We got great reception. You're looking phenomenal. It's a nice shirt. Island yeah. looks good. Nice and clear tonight. <laughs> there it is. Um, first of all, thank you for giving us your time tonight. Thanks for 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 using the Zoom app, figuring it out. Because I I didn't know if I could even find Skype if you asked me to. <laughs> I tried. I, I lie. I didn't try. I was gonna try, but I have three daughters and we had a lot of things going on, so I didn't try. So, whatever. Uh, you have a daughter as well, right? You have more than one? one? Yeah. Yeah, no, I just have the one. Today's her birthday. But oh, my God, really? So, it was her birthday. I saw her for a collective about three or four minutes today in the morning before she went to school. And then after school, she grabbed her present from me and had to go to uh, Birmingham about an hour away for a dress rehearsal for a performance this weekend and uh, she's staying the night because she's got to do three days of uh sleeping beauty or the uh so she's you know. like acting uh she this is a musical so okay. she's um or it's not a music it's more like it's ballet so she's got a ballet performance this weekend she does dance ballet and theater and plays uh viola oh sweet yeah my uh my oldest daughter uh she's 13 now she used to play viola she doesn't anymore. Uh, my middle is 10. She plays the stand-up bass. Then my youngest is 5 going on 6. So yeah. all ladies, very busy. Um, yes. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Um, but I, I was prepping for this show, and uh, between uh, your daughter uh, and your wife, they, they have uh, – how many pets do you have now? Like didn't they br bring a lot more pets than just cats? Our house is a revolving door for zoo animals and a menagerie. menagerie. Uh, currently, we have uh, two dogs, three cats. Uh, we had two crabs, but one of them died. And then we're fostering um, 
a uh, a gecko, a leopard gecko, okay. and fostering a betta fish for some family friends that lost their home in a house fire. Wow! So we're watching uh, we're watching those two pets until they can get back back yeah. into a uh, living situation. I used to have leopard geckos. One of them, I had two of them, and uh, one of them ate the other one's tail. Yeah. <laughs> they fought and ate the tail, but the tail then grows back. It grew back. It's a little smaller, though. <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had ducks, chickens. Yeah. Uh, we talked uh, about chickens sort of... last night on the show, ironically. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want chickens. I love my chickens. I love my chickens. I love my ducks, unfortunately. I was in a hurry. Uh, leaving for a show, and I left them free range in the backyard, and something killed them all. So, rest in peace. Um, that's right. You're a wrestler. That's right. This is a wrestling show, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, sometimes I play a wrestler on streaming television. Sometimes. Uh, we we have an over under. I don't know what the line is tonight on how many times I will mess up your name. Uh, Cabana Man Dan. I got it right that time. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Now you're. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're of Filipino descent, correct? That's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming that played a, a part and a role in you coming up with this this character. But the most interesting thing about the about your character is you've had it since day one, right? Backyard wrestling. That's right. I was uh, Kabeo Mandan at 14 or 15. Um, whenever it was the Attitude Era, and you know, I met uh, met other like-minded wrestling fans. I just Happened to invite me to some like underground trampoline fight club. Yeah, like everyone and, else, right? And then the first day I was there, they were having a an inferno match with the, it was fall in, in Alabama, and they had a big pile of leaves set on fire, and you're you win by throwing your opponent in the, in the pile of leaves. So, but no, that's that's you know, I was like, I need a cool name. Uh, I like I like the way RVD and Rob yeah. Van Dam that, that name is so. I wanted the three initials, so that's what I went for, and I, I thought it rolled off the tongue. I wanted to be an Islander wrestler and use the heritage to my advantage. So you went? Did you go Islander wrestler? Or did you go barefoot right off the bat? No, I you know I didn't. I never went, went barefoot in the backyard. And then right. when I got into wrestling, I you know wore boots for a while until I was uh, lacing up my boots backstage, and when I went to cinch the the laces, that they broke. Okay. And I was like, well, well, what am I going to do now? And the promoter said, well, why don't you just wrestle barefoot? You're already an Islander. Right. So that's what I did, and uh, it worked out that way. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I watched some of your matches. Uh, first of all, I remember where I, where I first saw you. And this is, this is now I'm jumping all over the board with my notes. Okay. But I remember where I first saw you. It was on IWTV. Uh, it was during obviously uh, the the dread the the pandemic COVID era I guess is what we can call it. Uh, you were at a co- very controversial show in the collective. That was at that time. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, controversial. I guess I don't know. I I say it because there was a lot of headlines after the event. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did you wrestle Derek Neal on that show? Or were no, you in that the was Rumble? the uh, that was the family reunion in family uh, reunion. 2019. 2019 family reunion with Derek. Yes. Yes. Uh, what I did at the collective, I guess that was 2020 in October. That was. Um, I think it was a. 
No, I sat. I, I wrestled Derek in not in 2019, but anyways, at that collective, it was in uh, Indianapolis, and I was just in, I was in the clusterfuck. Yeah, I the one. It doesn't matter. Um, but I did watch some matches with you and Derek Neal, and what is it about you two? Because I can feel the chemistry in when I watch the matches come through my screen. What is it about you two? That have such good chemistry. Well, one thing is, you know, behind the scenes, we're really good friends. We're both longtime veterans in indie wrestling. Uh, we have a great deal of respect for each other, so that means we'll really like turn it up because we don't want to let let each other down by, you know, having a stinker. And um, it's just it's just a classic tale of just an underdog babyface versus a a vicious heel. It just it, we we just we have the same thought process when it comes to comes to wrestling you know we try to we try to make it we, we have a struggle and that's what a lot of people don't do these days have the struggle mm-hmm. do you think that's missing in, in the world of wrestling um some it, maybe maybe so um i think some people take advantage of lack of struggle and that makes them stand out a little bit more somebody like you know the matches that sheamus and gunther were having uh, anytime Cody Rhodes is rests on a big heel, there's always that struggle. Right. You know, his match with Brock Lesnar at Backlash was yeah. It was it was a little it was a little brief, but you know, it was it was a fight. The lack of struggle. I, I've never heard I've never heard so okay, so explain to me where the lack of struggle is in a Gunther Sheamus match, for example. I mean I mean they have they have all the struggle is what I'm saying. Okay. On the flip side on the flip side of that is like Matches where you can kind of tell there's obvious cooperation, yeah, or things are a little bit too smooth, especially with like chain wrestling and yeah. and sequences, and that's kind of the opposite with you know mine and Derek's matches. Or I've wrestled Adam Priest a whole bunch. Uh, if you keep up with him, uh, yeah. we have a lot of struggle in our matches, and then um, that's just what I try to you know you kind of make it look. You have to you know right. You have to. Take people on the ride, and that I, I get in the I get in the zone, and I get in the ride too. So it's just if I believe, they believe. Yeah, I I think I I think I know what your leads are. Like I watched NXT this week. It was I think it was Tyler Bate versus Regal's kid. Apologies, I don't know what his his name is in NXT, but it was Regal's kid. And they kind of had that British style, which I guess Gunther used to do, but it seemed like there was a lot of. Not a struggle in the match where, like, they were letting each other get, you know, giving in, letting each other get a move on someone else or, or reverse it. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, the British style is is typically with more finesse. Right. So that that, that makes sense. With those two people that you're you're talking about, I right. can believe that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's like, um, if some if stuff looks like too smooth, or like if somebody can get out of waist locks in a blink of an eye and doesn't look like they put much effort right. into it, they just turned around on a guy, or you know, people are holding hands and obviously going through gymnastics, I guess. Right. Murder gymnastics. Murder gymnastics. Yeah, but, I like that. I mean, 
it, it's 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 um wrestling's like uh a basket of robins there's a flavor for everybody we were just saying that i think it was uh last night on the show that there's a flavor for everybody refer to i mean i can go out i can go out and watch three hours of brad armstrong matches and be perfectly entertained you know yeah but that's just that's just what i like we talked to um we talked to Matt Brannigan last night, and I asked him this question. I'll, and I guess I'll ask you because, because you, you know, you got the flip flop chop, and you, you got some some certain aspects of your uh, matches uh, that are funny and comedic. You wouldn't consider yourself a comedy wrestler, right? No, even even whenever I changed before I changed to the castaway when I was the master of the flip flop chop right. gimmick and yep. with the short hair and all that, I wouldn't go out and like have comedy matches there would be professional wrestling with some comedic aspects kind of sprinkled in and usually the comedy was at the front end and it would be okay to use until you know the heel cheats or punches me in the face or if things got physical you get to a point where you can't you can't go back and you have you know it's my you know it's like once that switch gets turned on, you can't turn it off until until the match is over. In my opinion, right. Otherwise, it just it just takes everything that you were working hard with and just kind of throws it away and negates it. That's interesting, but but you're right. There is there are flavors, and there are those that can have comedic wrestling. I guess is I guess the, the right. I I don't know. Is is that a right term? Is it is, is that a negative term? Comedic? No, no, because there's some people. I mean, there's there's there are wrestlers who do comedy matches really well, and there's wrestlers that do comedy really bad. It's the same way where there's yeah good hardcore wrestlers and bad hardcore wrestlers, good luchadors and bad luchadors. All styles are that's true. Their own have their own strengths, but it's just up to the individual doing it whether they can actually do it right or not. Uh, makes me think of uh, Danhausen. You wrestled Danhausen. Yeah. Cabana, Cabana, Cabana Man Danhausen. <laughs> Cabana Man. Yeah, yeah that was that was totally a fever dream six eight, six or eight man tag match where it was a team of Danhausen imposters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and see, and and then something like that. That's exactly what people at Black Label Pro. Yeah. That's like a smorgasbord of all sorts of like serious wrestling, lucha libre, technical wrestling, and then just obscene, strange, weird stuff like that match was. So it's you know it it, it it's cool that I could be a part of you know Black Label Pro and do really off the wall stuff because it's like it gives me a lot of range. Like sometimes I can do the really silly stuff if I have to, or I can have a fight with somebody and it's like whether it's the first match on the court or a main event i've got the range to be able to have a match uh and where it should be in that card that i'm on i mentioned the flip-flop chop earlier uh i'd be remiss to say why do you owe uh everything to to brian sterling for the flip-flop chop <laughs> so i never hit anybody with a flip-flop chop um uh except whenever they had that ba- uh, battle royal right i would wear, wear the flip-flops out i would taunt people i would clap with it all that stuff but i saw this i saw brian pick up the flip-flop and i saw him 
raise it up like he was going to hit somebody <laughs> and everything just like slowed down like bullet time yeah and i was like oh my gosh it's like dollar signs popped up in my head in my eyes and like i just cut him off before he hit somebody and then i picked him up and just started going to tell and everybody and i was like this is money this is it this is my like it was like how people have meme wrestlers yeah uh, these days it was like this is a meme wrestler before memes were even a thing. Right. It was well, the guy with the flip-flops. And it worked, too. Like, you know, you're that islander, right? <laughs> you, know, you, you got your flip-flops. Yeah. I mean, people can relate to getting beat with a flip-flop. Uh, it's loud. It leaves marks. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it's perfect. It's just being creative with it that way. When you do it and use it, it means something. Um. For those of you here live tonight that, that may not know Cabana Man Dan, uh, how would you describe your character, your your in-ring work? I get I get a lot of old school like X Division vibes um from you. Uh but how would you describe it? Who inspired you? What what styles today? Like are you still picking things up? Yes, uh as far as like just the like if I were to mold Cabana Man Dan like whether it's the flip-flop chop stuff or it's the castaway now, it's like a mix of Ricky Steamboat, Shark Boy, um, like Lightning Mike Quackenbush, that Chikara style. Yeah. That's that was a that was a big uh, big influence for me to even get into wrestling was was uh, was Chikara. Yeah. Um, and, and and Brad Armstrong. You just you roll you roll Quack Brad uh, Shark Boy. And Ricky Steamboat, and that's what you get. Um, I'm gonna get to see. I got some Steamboat questions as well. Uh, you you've been in the business for a, a long time, but you took a, a big hiatus, right? You took a big break. What time period did you take that break? Um, it was pretty much um, 2011 okay. to 2016. I had my last match at that time in December of 2010. I uh, had a pinched nerve in my neck that Ooh. caused some problems. Okay. And I figured I didn't, it wasn't as serious as I thought it was, but I didn't want to like, I didn't have the money or good enough insurance to like really do anything about it other than go to the chiropractor. Right. So I just, uh, I just took time off, you know, the, the scene wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was, you know, I was just kind of done. I wasn't having fun. So right. I, the passion wasn't there for it. So I, 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 I peaced out for a little while. So obviously you're back. So what was it that uh, lit that fire again? What sucked you back in? You know, just when you thought you were out, you know, you got pulled back in. What was it? It was New South. New um, South Pro Wrestling. New, right. Yeah, New South yeah. Uh, started up in uh, North Central Alabama. Yep. Uh, the promoter of it, Dump Sanders, is a longtime friend of mine, and a lot of the roster members at that time were people I came up in the business with. Uh, they started up. I was like, wow, they got they got something good on on Facebook at the time. So they invited me up to observe, and then I started doing commentary. And I started, you know, being backstage or whatever. And I was like, man, this is a good show. Uh, I watched one of the craziest matches I had I had seen at that at that time on my level. It was um, a triple threat tag match. It was the Carnies, that's Nick Iggy and Kerry Awful versus Viking War Party. That was uh, War Horse and Alex Herzog. And then Roscoe Eat Lisa. And it was just everything so magical. And I was like, I gotta get back. This is this brought the magic back to me. So I started getting in shape and then um 
uh, John Wayne Murdoch had called out on a show of the week of, and they asked me if I could wrestle. I said, I'll, I'll try. Here we, here we so go. I wrestled, I, uh, yeah. Next thing you know, it's, uh, it's on like uh, chicken bone. New South. Are you the longest reigning new South heavyweight champion? Uh, no, not any, uh, Kenzie page, the current, oh. uh, New South champion has recently surpassed my reign of oh. over a year now. She's, but she's good a for her. really good talent. Oh, she's she's incredible. Yeah, uh, especially at her age, uh, her in ring maturity and ability. I mean, her ceiling is very, 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 very high. We were uh, we were talking about the new title in the WWE, and I was like, they're trying to recapture the big gold belt, uh, and it's not working out. But New South has the has like their their belts. The big, big, the big gold belt, right? It's 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 the humongous. The humongous belt. That's thirty pounds of gold, right? <laughs> it feels like fifty, carrying it through the airports. Yeah, like like I I can't even imagine. Did you have to? You had to take that out of a bag, right? Going through going through uh the airports, like. Yes, and they're always like, "Oh, what is this?" And, you know, and one time they like swabbed it for bomb residue or something i don't know and then uh i figured um instead of carrying it in a like my gear bag and having to pull everything out i would just stick it in a disgusting pillowcase uh-huh. that way it's that way people don't want to touch it yeah like like uh i i heard you say it was like like uh jake the snake and damien is carried yeah. around in a sack what's that it's not, that's my title don't worry about it it's like uh we had it stowed under a a Greyhound bus, and the guy unloading it saw it, didn't even want to touch it. I was like, I'll get that. That's mine. I was like, that's how you keep people? Because, I mean, who would put a prestigious, expensive championship belt in a ratty pillowcase? I mean, there's obviously nothing expensive in there, so why mess with it? It It's camouflage. Oh, that's insane. That's funny. I I saw pictures of that today, and I I guess it never occurred to me that that was their title. <laughs> yeah. That I was every, like, every every six months or so, it it pops back up on Reddit. Yeah, and I don't I don't know why. It's just, it's just people just people just like that. Especially the picture of me like holding it, and I'm like making uh, a face of uh, struggle with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's unwieldy. Yeah, like you're using every ounce you have to hold it up. It's like a Rolando <laughs> Blackman trying to hold it up. It like he'd fall over. He'd fall backwards. <laughs> Uh, we would use it as a prop in matches too. Um, I had wrestled Marco Stunt, yeah, and I, I put the belt over him, and we used it uh, for get up, almost a three count because <laughs> he couldn't kick; he could barely kick out. Oh man, Marco Stunt! Marco Stunt's been listening on the show. I just want him to come on and sing. He's a really good singer. He's a very talented kid. Yeah, he is for sure. Uh, good guy. Alabama, you wrestle. I mean, you wrestled all over the place, but Alabama. Um, I, I want to ask you, like wrestling is big. Uh, it, like Southern wrestling is big. It's got its own style, its uniqueness, a lot of good talent. But do you think it, it gets a bad rap? Is there a bias towards it? Absolutely. There's a bias against Southeast in general. Okay. Um, we've been trying to, uh, I guess, melt away the bias over the last, I guess, six years, seven years or so. So, I mean, it, it, where it is now versus 10 years ago, it's like night and day. Um Especially with uh, shows like New South, Southern Underground Pro, when they were around, Retinal Wrestling, Action, and TWE, and then there's there's countless others um, that have really stepped up 
pro south even for yep. even in a small weekly show they they kill it week in and week out wrestling on a weekly live stream every single week on a friday night will make you very creative because you can't go and have the same match every week for the same fans watching at home or watching there and that's that's why get people there get to be so creative because they have to be or they wouldn't be in business for nearly 15 years like they have been I'm looking at the Castaway Pro Wrestling Destinations Tour. Man, you yes. got a ton of dates lined up. Look at these. Yeah. You're busy this summer. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some that I've got to renegotiate because of family commitments that I didn't know about at the time. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's a very busy, uh, very, very busy summer, and or at least going into the summer. Hey, look, I, I get that. Rescheduling shit. I mean, there's like three calendars upstairs. They each have their different uh, sport or ones for one kid, ones for the other. I never know what day. Vanessa just asked me about a date. Can we can we get a guest at this time? And I was like, I'm 90% sure we can. But, you know, the wife's the, the booker here. So Where'd she go? Where'd Vanessa go? She's still here. Okay, okay. Yeah, Vanessa is the the voice you'll hear occasionally. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, um, she's the voice above. My wife just had. We just have our Google calendars, um, uh, I guess, put together that way. She's got my wrestling dates, and she's got all of our daughter's stuff. Right. And her, my daughter's stuff is like ten times more than what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot to keep up with. How uh all right, you don't have to answer this question. How old it's her birthday today? How old is she? Uh she's eleven. Eleven, nice. Does she have any inkling to be get into wrestling? Does she show I hope not? <laughs> well, I know you no, hope no. not, but has she what does she think about dad wrestling? Um she wish I didn't do it as much. Interesting. Um she likes it when she gets to go. Yeah, she hasn't been able to go very much just because she she's got busy. practice yeah. a lot, and she's got stuff on the weekends like more practice. Um, but she she went with me to Pro South a few months ago, and she had a great time. She always is, you know, she's always concerned, especially when I'm left laying or if something after the match happens and I get attacked. Right. But then uh, after the show, she'll be in the ring, running the trying to run the ropes, jumping off stuff, and she, you know, she she has fun. She wanted me to show her a few things so i think if she wanted to she I mean she can do anything she right. wants to she's fearless and she's she's way more dedicated to uh the arts than i was as far as like performing and um she she has done something at a show a few times um whenever we had a a new south show for the first time in my hometown she did a traditional filipino dance before i made my entrance in the main event oh that's nice and it was awesome i was crying in the back <laughs> then you gotta come out and wrestle. Has she? Uh, has she Google? Like you took. Speaking of Ricky Steamboat, you took a. You took a. I think a ring bell shot to the head uh, during a match once. Has she? Seen, has she seen that? Yeah, I wrestling. have not shown her that. <laughs> I, not, that not that I remember. Um, I mean, she might. She might see it now. Now that I put it on TikTok, and that's yeah. what, that's what she's on all the time. Oh, I put gosh. it on there. Oh so. my lord! Tell me but, about it. We don't. It get, that gets brought up a lot. Actually, um, it got brought up uh, this past weekend at Retinal. The ring bell, and uh, yeah, if it if it's fans, they talk about how insane that was, and if it's wrestlers, they talk about how pissed off that makes them. So, 
it's it is it, it happened. Um, yeah. I don't know why it happened, and I'm okay, thank God. You are, yeah. yeah. You're here. We're good. It's all good. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok to, takes over those kids' lives, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get on there. Uh, I've got. I was doing a, ch- a daily challenge to post something every every day for a month. I got. I got about three weeks in, and you know, I missed a day or two. But it's it's an interesting platform. It is. It's it's unique. I used to post more on it, and basically all I posted on it as the show, like putting you over. All I ever did was just like I would listen to like wrestling podcasts. And if I heard something interesting that I thought people should know, I would capture the audio on my phone. I'd put it, the audio over an image and then put some captions to it. And then I post it out. Hmm. So I did nothing except listen. Uh, I was like, oh, people should hear this. Mark Henry just, just buried Eli Drake because he <laughs> impersonates the rock and stone cold. People need to hear this. And I'd put it out. That's what I did. I don't post as much anymore. As often, I guess, is the word. But my daughter's on it all the time. Okay. Uh, they're all on it. I try to I try to get them to watch softball things because that's what they're into right now, but they don't. They watch junk. Stupid kids, right? Have, have kids. Yeah. Fun. If, if you will start singing some goofy song, I'm like, where'd you hear that? And nothing bad, just something, just just a, a terrible yeah. song. How do you know just, that oh, song? It was on TikTok. Right. It's the day. It's like when they start singing things that are like twenty years. That too. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, how do you know? And they can only do thirty seconds of it because they're they've scrolled already. They're they've already gone by it. I was like, look, <laughs> you want to? You're singing Peter Cetera right now from the Karate Kid soundtrack. We're gonna fucking listen to that entire song and then watch the movie. That's what we're doing. Right now, but um, let me try to ring all this back into wrestling and see if I can do it. Um, tell me how great Mike Jackson is. I love Mike Jackson, um, the real Jackson. I've, and like, I've you know, I've seen him have like just matches. Like I've seen him have the same match for the last twenty years, and they're always good. But then like. You have him at GCW, or there's something special about it, or he wants to go a little harder. Right, man, he'll be he'll be walking the top rope, which he walks the top rope every match. Yeah, but he'll be doing suicide dives. He'll be doing. Uh, He's like seventy something, over. right? Seventy three. Seventy fucking three. I saw him in Impact recently. Yeah, uh, isn't that seven, wild? Tommy Dreamer loves Mike yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and he it, does. But, uh. They were, I was at a show where they tagged, and Tommy Dreamer is just in the corner cheesing the whole time while Mike's <laughs> running a shine on a guy and just wrists on circles around the dude. Yeah. I've wrestled Mike um, in battle royals, and recently I had a triple threat with him and Adam Priest, and it was so fun. And talking to him before the match, you know, it was we, we were both good guys, so he was talking to me before the match. He's like, hey, man, you know, you got, you got your full calendar. I got impact and... Uh, Adam Priest has like AEW and stuff coming out. Let's let's just go out there. Let's be safe, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, he's not going to want to do anything. No, <laughs> he's he's just there and puts together this like banger three way match. And I was like, this is so fun. And he said he didn't want to do anything. He's out here just right. We're just having a great match. So I I would be so nervous. I'd be so nervous. 
I, I, I kind of am because yeah. I don't want to like accidentally punch him too hard or knock him over or something. <laughs> but he's a tough guy, obviously. You no, know, he's, you'd be like he's taking a beating your... his whole career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's callous, right? He's yeah. I kind of, I kind of uh, feel like in the same vein as a Mike Jackson, like that 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 guy that's just one of the older people on the roster. And you know, even at thirty eight, I'm a lot of the times I'm one of the older people now right. on the show and. The, they're going out there and wrestling circles around like a young kid and they're backstage puking. And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> what's up, buddy? Let's go. Come on. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, you speaking, uh, you, you know, you got that, uh, uh, the Islander stuff. Uh, you wrestled in a extremely, uh, famous, uh, uh, arena famous, uh, uh, what's the word? You wrestled at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. And yes. as far as uh, some of the very specific happened at that event, uh, that was where Piper cracked a coconut over the head of uh, uh, Snuka that night. Uh, I forget what year. At the Hamburg Fieldhouse. You also wrestled there. Did you feel pressure at all? Was there? Did you feel the, the ambiance of, of Roddy Piper cracking a, a coconut off, off another Islander's head? I mean, I didn't feel pressure per se. Like, oh, this is going to be tough. I don't know what to do. But it was right. like, you know, this show is going to be really good. There's a ton of people here. American Excellence Wrestling is legit. Right. I, I, I must be legit because they're using me multiple times. So, yep. you know, let's just let's just go and do work. Like, you know, we're professionals. Let's let's go out and uh, uh, keep the legacy alive of what wrestling means to the Hamburg uh, historic Hamburg Fieldhouse. And it was cool because the very first time I was there, they were taking promo pictures in the in that same corner where Piper's Pit was. Yeah. So, you know, my my newest promo pictures are have, were taken right where they were standing. Oh man, that's crazy. That was a that. And then, go ahead. And and then sometimes I think I was like, man, I'm using the bat. I'm taking a dump where Andre the Giant probably did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you talked about Steamboat. You talked about Andre the Giant. I I have in my notes. Now I could be entirely wrong here. Did you have you you probably met Steamboat right? Yes, we've been on a couple shows together. I took one of his seminars and then. Uh, I've got an autographed uh, poster from him, and then um, we did a backstage segment at a show. Nice. Now, what about Andre the Giant? No, never. Never. I was I was a little kid. Right. I was gonna say I I don't I have it in my notes that you met Steamboat, and then I have Andre the yeah. Giant with a question mark. I was like, well, wait a minute. If I he's young, he's younger than I am, so. He probably didn't unless he went to a show, whatever. Yeah, no. So you've met Steamboat. You've been on shows with him. You, you, you've you done things with him. Uh, is there anything that resonates from, from the experience you, you've gotten with Steamboat? Did he give you any advice or anything? I mean, you know, at his seminar, you know. He, oh, yeah. Right. He's taking his seminar was like you're taking a master class on how to be a baby face. And it's probably one never of the most important heel. seminars never I've ever taken. Heel. Yeah, I mean, he... He understands his role being a good guy right. and not just always being happy or whatever, but he knows how to fight like a good guy too, how not to give up and how to fight back and how to stay alive. I mean, he's him and he's, he's one of the all time greats 
as as, as far as being. I mean, he might he's he's my favorite of, yeah. of all time as far as like when I'm trying to get inspiration as in Babyface on how they emote and how they react. You watch him, right? I agree. Do you think wrestling today is missing like the full fledged heel face, like the Flair Steamboat, Savage Steamboat? Is is wrestling missing that today, or is it is it too blended? It's very it's very blended. There's there's a few that are like a pure heel, like an MJF, um, and like a Paul Heyman, and then you have a lot of pure baby faces right now, especially with like. I guess Sami Zayn would be a pure face right yeah. now. Uh, Cody Rhodes, number one pure face in the yeah. world. So it, it's like those two ends of the spectrum. St- Am I being too loud? Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like you have you have you have those two opposite ends of the spectrum, and then you just have way too many people in the middle that are kind of interchangeable. Yeah, and you don't see a lot of guys that are interchangeable rise to that Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, MJF um, level because they're kind of stuck in the middle and they never go one way or the other. It's interesting. Like we're 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 close to the same age. You mentioned your age earlier. We're it's like I feel like back in the day, like with. uh, DiBiase, Bruce Barber, Beefcake. Uh, I we had, we had like middle level heel and faces that never really progressed up, but still gave us that level of entertainment. I mean, DiBiase, I guess technically did, but um, you know, Beefcake didn't. He he rode Hogan's coattail. You big, you're a big Beefcake fan, right? Yeah, I mean, like the dude couldn't wrestle a lick, but for that time, he had the look, he had he the had size. He had it all. He was the character. Yeah, I mean, I loved him, and it's like, if, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, he he made his mark enough. It's like it's not about how good you were in the ring; it's about connecting. It's about making people care, even though he might have been a sidekick. People cared about him yeah. because Hogan cared about him. Right. They were invested. When he got in that, mm-hmm. when he got in that real life accident, I remember his clear as day. He got in a real life accident. I think it was a, a parasailing accident. I think maybe motorcycle. Yes. I don't parasailing. There's, there's parasailing. Yeah, uh, the I think the uh, the mast or the sail like swung and hit him in the damn face. Yeah, and then he, he something like that. He came back when he finally came back. I think it was at WrestleMania, and he had the he had like that mat. Like he had a mask. Yeah. And oh man, I remember as clear as day. It was like let's let's fucking go, Hogan, Beefcake. I believe it was WrestleMania. They got some classic Mm -hmm. promos. Look those up, man. He he was good. He had a he he had a lot of gimmicks. After that, he had a lot of gimmicks. Yeah, nothing good after that. No, (laughs) no, the Zodiac. No, no, Booty Man. No, no, the the Disciple. No, (laughs) no. no. Oh man. Good good Brutus. Um okay, I got a couple I got a couple quote unquote well I got one wrestling question left and then one non I guess wrestling question left. Uh okay. and, and then I and then I'll let you go. And you, you you you're great to talk to. You're a great human. 
Easy to talk. Oh, thanks. To. I like that a lot. Well, I mean, I, I, I love wrestling. I've been wrestling for a long time. For a long I've time. Had a lot of. How long I, you been? How like long have, you been in this business? I started. I started like started training in two thousand one, and I had my first match uh, February twenty two when I was uh, sixteen. Damn. Were you ready for that first match? Hell no! I didn't know what the <laughs> hell I was doing. The guy, the guy was taking my money and just showing me how to fall down, but. It was only twenty bucks and twenty bucks a week for training in right. the back of an antique, uh, in the back of an antique store in a terrible ring. But it was wrestling. It was awesome. What was it about wrestling at sixteen years old that told Cabana Cabana Man Dan, like this is what I want to do. This this I I'm meant to do this. It was just you know I wasn't super athletic in high school. I mean. I was in band. I played one year of football. I wasn't the biggest, so and I was a minority. Right. Uh, I was I was in a ninety nine percent white school in uh, rural Alabama. Right. So you know I got picked on a little bit, but when you're in the wrestling ring, you get to you get to leave all that behind. You get right. to be a different character, and you get to be larger than life, and you get to connect with people that you didn't think you'd be able to connect with because. It's like you know, you're not your normal person. You're they're there. To, they're there to see you. Yeah. So they're a captive audience versus just being an anybody. So so wrestling helped you get through high school. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. It, you know, it kept me out of trouble. Yeah. Awesome. Um. All right. So all right. So I'll start with my <laughs> good good story. I'll start with uh, you. I heard. To the grapevine. My sources tell me you have a really good Scott Steiner story. Now we're big Scott <laughs> Steiner fans here. Uh, we only we only follow Scott Steiner math. You have a good Scott Steiner story. I would like to hear it. Okay, so uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, I believe it was uh, twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, it was when they were in New Jersey, New York. Oh yeah, I was and- at that one. And uh, I had wrestled earlier that day for the family reunion show representing Southern Underground Pro. And I'm just chilling at the Airbnb, um, and I get a Facebook call from a Dan somebody. I was like, who, who's the, who's, who calls on Facebook? <laughs> so I answer it, and it's like, hey, this is Dr. Dan at Absolute Intense Wrestling. I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, yeah, are, are, you, are you at the venue? I was like, well, I'm at an Airbnb like a few blocks away. What's up? He's like, you, you you want to wrestle tonight? I was like, sure, I'll, I'll be on my way. He's like, okay, great, perfect. Whenever you get, and this is like 9 p.m., right. 9.30. Their show is at midnight. So I start walking, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. I was like, okay, great. When you get to the venue, report to Scott Steiner and Hornswoggle. You're in their match. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? He's like, yeah, just go see them. You're in their match. I was like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen. So I walk into the venue. Hornswoggle sitting outside. I was like, "Hey, uh, Hornswoggle, I'm Cabana Man Dan." Uh, they called me and they said that I was in your match. Without saying hello, hi, how you doing? He looks at me, looks at my feet, looks at my head. He's like, "How tall are you?" I was like, "I'm five three. He's like, "You're five three. Well, this is great. Fuck, you're too tall. We needed a midget. Scott Steiner's gonna kill me. He's gonna be pissed." So they were trying to scramble last minute for another midget. 
for Hornswoggle <laughs> to beat up before the match oh, to make him right. get some shine before yeah. wrestling Scott Stein or whatever. I'm going to go outside for a second. They're cleaning up in here. So I was like, okay, well, I've all, I'm all you got. Just let me know, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. So oh. he's like, okay. So we, we, we go upstairs, and I'm, we're literally like in a tiny dressing room. I'm sitting in the floor in the corner, and I'm there with Hornswoggle and Scott Steiner. And they're just like talking and putting things together and, and all that. And like, just, it's just absurd stuff. It's like, all right. So Scott Snyder comes out and says that he's going to, he's going to have, he's going to have Hornswoggle have a warm up match or something like that. So I come out, I, I hit Hornswoggle with the flip flop a couple of times. He ducks it, blocks it. He gives me some German suplexes and puts the Steiner recliner on me. And then Scott Steiner comes out and starts beating up Hornswoggle. And then uh, at some point, I don't know the logic of what happens i get back involved in the match and uh scott steiner beats me up gives me the overhead belly to belly grabs me goes tuck your chin kid and just launches the shit out of me and just like <laughs> throws me like i'm nothing and you know and he's i wasn't he's a very intimidating dude i bet not because of not because of anything that he does or say it's just his presence right he's just a fucking he just has this badass aura yeah. He's just—he's very—he's very chill, very laid back, and just kind of, kind of collected. And then there was some sort of like cue that I was supposed to get back in the ring, and I was—I wasn't there. And then Scott Steiner runs, or he's walking over toward. Me, he's like, "Get back in the fucking ring!" And I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh no! Here we go!" And then I get this little—you know—he grabs me, gives me that—you know—trademark. Steiner side belly to belly suplex. Okay. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see him pick up a chair. I go, Oh no, here's where I die. And then he just raises the chair up and smashes me with it. And I was like, that wasn't bad. He took care of me. He didn't kill me. <laughs> he's a good guy. But not, <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. And no, and it was, I mean, it was, it was really surreal. And then I don't, I don't know why they wanted to mention. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I fit the bill, I guess. We, it's like, because they, oh, um, I think it was one of the, one of the producers or backstage people was like, hey, Mr. Steiner, uh, we couldn't find, an, we couldn't find a working midget, but we got a really short guy. I hope, the, I hope that works. <laughs> oh, man. So, Classic. I so, mean, I'll, I'll never forget that night. That was insane. I mean, you're you're five three. Have you ever been told you're too tall for anything? Um, I am sure as well. Oh, I've only been told too tall if I'm playing on the playground equipment. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh man, that was a great story. I mean, I literally should end on that. I should give you the mic and let you put over whatever you want. <laughs> but I, I I do have one more question. I'd be remiss yeah. if I didn't ask it. Um, I know Vanessa is very curious about this. Uh, why is the Weird Al movie the greatest movie ever? Because it's 100% true, and all of it is real. And Weird Al is the man, and that was the first cassette I ever bought myself, was Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid. That's I a- bought it from a Blockbuster music store. Oh, man, that is a classic. Blockbuster music store. Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, ironically. I've heard a oh, lot of great. good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen him uh, perform live? I have concert? never seen him perform live. I would love to. Man, I would. Love he to. is a workhorse. He 
he kicks ass. Like we were at an amphitheater in Atlanta in the summertime, and this fool is dancing and singing, and every every song has a costume change, I and bet. he's wearing the fat suits and all this stuff. Yeah. So he was just out there killing it. Oh, I'd give anything. That'd be a, that'd be a really good show. Really good. It was. I bet. Well, Cabana Dan, I t- uh, Cabana Man Dan, C M C M D. That's right. I'll tell you what, buddy. Uh, you've been a pleasure to talk to tonight. What we do at the end of every show is I'm going to give you the mic now, uh, the proverbial mic. You can put over anything you want. You, you know, your, your your links have been going out. Your link tree's been going out. But, you know, you free feel free. Put over anything you want. Bear anything you want. Say anything you want. Uh, I'm not going to interrupt. The floor is yours, my friend. Well, first off, I've got to say happy birthday to my daughter, Kid Cabana. Kid Evie. Cabana. Uh, she's had a wonderful birthday. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to my wife, who's been having the deal with dress rehearsals all week. So praying for her, and she's a full-time teacher too. So she's around kids 24 hours a day. So we got to give her strength. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Cabana Man Dan, uh, Instagram and TikTok is Cabana.Man.Dan. Uh, check out um, probably one of the pinned uh, posts of uh, what he was saying with the uh, Castaway Summer Tour schedule. Yeah, yeah, um, pinned. Yep. Uh, the next two wrestling dates I can be seen at are in Hoover, Alabama, Friday, May 19th, and in Center, Alabama, Saturday, May 20th. Uh, if you pay attention tomorrow night on a show that runs on Fox every Friday oh. in Knoxville, Tennessee, you, I, I might I might be in the house for that. So I don't know what, what they got for that. I might just be eating catering. There you go. Conga line. That'd be fun. You never know. Uh, I heard. I heard. Uh, Mrs. Cabana, man, Dan, Mrs. Cabana. She's <laughs> she she's in the school system. She teaches. Yes, that's what I'm in the school system as well. Behavioral specialist. So it's tough. She's a, she's currently a teacher's aide, so she deals with a lot of uh, kids needing uh, a little extra help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I work with children with autism, so it's tough <laughs> every day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. shout out to her. Shout out to her doing all that. Shout out to her for giving us you tonight and allowing us to have this time. Um, oh, she's not even home. She's <laughs> not even home now. Yeah, no. she's she's driving back from Birmingham. So she's somewhere. I might see. I might see. I might see her for a few minutes tonight before I go to bed because I gotta get up in the morning and work out and then get my things together for, for Knoxville. Spectacular. Well, uh, as I said earlier, you, you've been easy to talk to, a pleasure to talk to. You're welcome back anytime. Put over anything you want, say anything you want, plug anything you want. Uh, but kudos and uh, have yourself a glorious night. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, peace. Have a good night. See you. Later. <laughs>